You are listening to How Does She Do It, episode 74. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for joining me for another episode of How Does She Do It, a podcast dedicated to sharing practical insight and honest perspective on being grown. My name is Tiffany and I'm your host, And if this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is your third, fourth, fifth, sixth, 74th time listening, welcome back. We are happy to have you. The show notes for this week's episode will be available at howdoesshedoitpodcast.com. If you want to join the email list, you should text how does she do it as one word to 444-999. Again, that's how does she do it as one word to 444-999 and you will be added to the email list so you can be learn about new episodes. You can learn about events that I'm hosting. You can learn about a whole host of things that only get shared with the email list. Now, I want to keep this intro short because this week's episode is a little bit different than others. I was invited to basically be the host of episode 134 of the trailblazers.fm podcast that is hosted by my good friend and brother Stephen Hart over at TB Pod or trailblazers.fm if you want to go to the website. And so you will hear in this episode the introduction of me kind of welcoming myself to the Trailblazers audience, but I have gotten so many great responses on Twitter, messages on Instagram, mentions on Instagram about this episode that I wanted to share it directly with you. I didn't want to change it up at all. So that's what you'll be hearing when you listen to this week's episode. And I just want to say thank you in advance and I will catch you on the wrap up. When I was talking to Stephen about putting this episode together, we realized that this would be my third time on the podcast. I was a guest on episode 36, again on episode 99, and now with you on episode 134. And I am so excited to be here. I'm so humbled by the opportunity to share this space with you all and to share this space with my brother, Stephen, because he is a truly a brother, such a great friend. And um, I love the community here. I appreciate all of your support that you've given me since being a guest on the podcast. And so I look forward to talking with you today. But one of the things that I, as a career coach and founder of Four Corners Coaching, where I help ambitious professionals identify their gifts and strengths so they can contribute where they are called, I am often having conversations with my clients about confidence and as ambitious professionals, as people who are super focused and driven in so many different areas of our lives, we still find ourselves not really sure how to move ourselves to the next level sometimes in our careers. And it's not because we're not talented. It's not because we are not excellent. It's not because we are not ordained with certain gifts from our creator, but it's often because we have not actually taken stock in who we are, in what we have to offer, and some things that I want to share with you on how to do that. So I want to talk about five ways to increase your career confidence. And the first way that you can increase your career confidence is to own your story. If you go back and listen to episode 
36 and 99, I shared so much details about my story and I'll share a little bit with you more today, but the importance of owning your story, it is the foundation of helping you show up as a whole person. And before we ever walk through the door of any employer and any company, if we are not showing up as whole people, it is very difficult for us to then show up as confident people in our careers. And a lot of people get away with faking it, right? A lot of people get away with having this ambition that is, or having this kind of compartmentalized existence that allows them to kill it at work, but then their relationships are falling apart or they're doing really well in their career, but their health is suffering. They're doing really well in their career and their faith is lacking. They're doing really well in their career and their finances are in shambles. And that is not to say that you are, you know, firing on 10 on all cylinders at all times, but when you are crystal clear about where you have come from and how where you have come from informs how you show up where you are right now, it is so difficult for people to rock your foundation. It is so difficult for shadiness happening at work to throw you all the way off because you have something to come back to. When you own your story, you are clear about what makes you who you are and the things that help inform your inform who you are as a person not, and having nothing to do with your credentials and your accolades right i was having a conversation with one of my colleagues today about foods that we ate growing up and we were talking about sweet bread and you know having never having hamburger buns and hot dogs but always only having white bread as the universal thing to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, hamburgers and hot dogs in the house. And as we were talking about that, what I recognized was that there are certain values that came out of having that kind of childhood, right? And those things like scrappiness, knowing how to make the best out of nothing, knowing how to be resourceful, those things didn't stop in my childhood. Those things carry into who I am when I show up at work. So when you own your story, when you own where you've come from, when you own the strengths that come that come from your story, including the painful parts of your story, you are armed with intangible traits that you may not necessarily be able to put on a resume, but you can articulate in an interview. You may not be able to put them on a resume, but you can. they can show up in when people interact with you. You may not be able to list them on a resume, but they will undoubtedly be revealed in your character and in the way that you interact with your colleagues. And so, and that can work in the, in the negative way too, right? But when you own the positive things, when you own the strengths, when you turn the, when you adopt a perspective of turning pain into perseverance, turning pain into purpose, turning, you know, looking for opportunity in your obstacles, then you have the ability to then say, okay, when I am a, as Tiffany, as a person, when I'm standing in any room, this is who I am. And when I show up in a work environment as confident as I, as I do outside of work, then you, the the confidence in the work environment will follow, right? And that takes work and that takes some digging. It takes sometimes understanding how certain things in your past have informed your present and how they can inform your future. But 
that worth is that work is well worth the effort because it gives you so many intangibles that you can't get from any other aspect of your development in your career. So the so just to recap, the first way that you can increase your career confidence is to own your story. The second thing that you can do to own your to increase your career confidence is to know your value and your values. And that kind of ties into what I just talked about in owning your story. But you, in other words, you have to know what you have to offer and you have to know what matters to you. So many of us are grateful for the good jobs that we have, that we end up settling for just a good job when what we really want and what we really know that we deserve is a fulfilling career. And we end up settling for less than what we want and less than what we deserve because of the comfort because of the security, because of an unbelief that we can actually have jobs that we enjoy and that do fulfill us. And I'm not saying, again, that there are not going to be times in any job, no matter how fulfilling it is, that you're going to have to do stuff that you don't like to do. You're going to have to be a part of conversations that are frustrating or annoying or difficult. But overall, when you the, the sum total of the work that you do can actually be fulfilling. And that's not reserved for people with money. It's not reserved for only people who are not minorities. It's not reserved for men. It's not reserved for women. It's not reserved for one type of person. That is available and accessible to you. But in order for you to get that, you have to actually know, well, what do I have to offer? What do I bring to the table? And I want to challenge you to think about when is the last time that you actually sat down and enumerated the things that you do well? When's the last time that you actually sat down and thought about the, the value that you bring to your team that nobody else brings? When is the last time that you thought about the way that your unique life experience and work experience contributes to the way that only you can show up in your work environment? And when you think about that, then I also want you to think about whether you have actually articul- articulated the things that are important to you about the place that you work. When I talk, when I say the place that you work, not just the company, but on your team, is communication something that's important to you? How do you like to be communicated with? Is teamwork something that's important to you? Is the way that you receive your projects important to you? Is the way that you, the reporting structure, leadership, being a part of leadership, having a say in in decisions, service, does your organization participate in service? Opportunities for growth, trainings, is there flexibility in the way you show up to and from work? Does Is it really important for you to be able to wear jeans more than one day at work, uh, uh, you know, a week to work? Are you someone who really wants to wear business formal, right? Those things are things that matter to you. The ability to move upward, upwardly within your company. Those are things that are values that sometimes we don't actually think about these things because we are just moving along within our jobs. We're just moving along within our companies because it is stable, right? It's consistent. It's something that we are familiar with. It's something that we know. And there's not anything wrong with that. I'm not saying that it's wrong to want comfort. It's wrong to want security. Those things are important. And there are sometimes seasons in our life where the security and and um, and the familiarity of the work is more important than being able to to kind of risk it all to try and do something new. But there, we underestimate the availability that we have to actually pursue 
different types of opportunities that are more fulfilling and that are more gratifying because they seem so far-fetched, because they seem so far off. When I am here to tell you that you can do work that is fulfilling to you, that aligns with your strengths and your gifts, that allows you to contribute in ways that you feel that you are called in this world, and that gives you a sense of purpose and connection. It sounds far-fetched. It sounds like some, that's something that's only available to other people. But I tell you that that is true because I have walked that journey. I am walking that journey. I have helped clients walk that journey. And here's the thing. If you do not do the work to be able to sit back and say, here is how I want to show up in this world. Here are the things that matter to me. And here is how I know I am able to contribute to any space that I'm in, then you will stay in a position that is not meant for you. And the thing is, is that if you are comfortable where you are, and if you don't want to go beyond that, that's fine. But if you're listening to this podcast, my guess is that you know that there's a next level that you want to reach. You know that there is something standing between you where you are right now and where you want to be in your career, in your work, in your business, in your life, in some area, way, shape, or form. And the difference, the way that you fill that gap is by being able to be clear about the things that you're, the things that matter to you and the value that you have to offer. And I know from my own personal journey that I chose a career path in a direction that was designed to in my own mind and in my own heart for my own kind of what it was meant to give me validation. It was meant to give me a sense of importance. It was meant to attach a sense of prestige to who I was as a person, but that's because I did not know my own value and my own worth. And if I had not done the work to step back and say, well, wait, why am I not fulfilled in this work that I am in right now? And it's because it was I was looking for something in my work that my work could never have given me. I was looking for my work to make me feel a certain way about myself that I could never get from my work. And so when you know your value, when you know what you value, and when you know the way that you can contribute to any space that you are in, there is nothing that a job title or that an employer or that a company can give or take away from you. And what it empowers you with, that knowledge empowers you with the direction and the clarity with which you can drive after the things that you actually want and the things that you can actually contribute to in a way that leave you fulfilled and that leave you more satisfied. And one thing that I that I want to offer you as a tool to help you do that is what I call a leverage list. And there's a workbook that I've created that will help you articulate the things that you have achieved at work, your responsibilities. And this is not for, uh, not a resume. This is a document that really gives you the space to reflect on what makes you what makes you show up the way that you do? What are the ways that you've been recognized in your role? What are some of the certifications that you've done? What are some of the leadership positions that you hold internal, internally at work and outside of work? What are some of the ways that you have uh, served your community? All of these things are things that are inform 
who you are and inform the things that drive you, right? And when these things are just kind of floating around in your head and you're not really able to grab a hold of them and and speak to them, then you're not able to then translate that into into in the work environment. You're not able to translate that into the into to, into conversations about what you want to do. And so the the next thing, it kind of tying into that, um, the next thing that you need to be able to do to increase your career confidence is to articulate your role and your goals. So using this leverage list document, this is going to be a way to help you spell out what you do in, in specific detail. Again, this is a document that is just for your reference. It is just for you to be able to, to use. And there are instructions about how to walk through it and how to use your job description and use, you know, the, your evaluations and all those kinds of things. But when you can articulate what you do in your current role and what you aspire to be able to do either internally at your company or for your next type of opportunity, now you know what you do and what you're working toward. But if you can't articulate those two things, what you do and what you're working toward, then how can you how can you know how to take advantage of another opportunity? How can someone know how to help you get that next opportunity? And one of the things that I do with my clients is really help them get crystal clear about what they want. Because sometimes what happens when people come to work with me is they think they want one thing, but as we start talking more, as we get more specific, as I ask more why questions, as we work through their their work experience, as we work through some of the, the things that cause them to leave one role and move into another, or as we w- look into the frustrations that they have or the things that really excite them about the work that they do, then we get to dig in and see, ah, this is this is the kind of stuff that you're looking for. Now that we can articulate what you want, now we can actually develop a plan to help you get there. But if you don't know what you want, then you're gonna you you will sell for anything, right? If you don't know what you're looking for, then any opportunity will look good, and you'll you'll be looking for roles that are not necessarily designed for you, that they do not actually speak well to your position. And I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but some people will find themselves, they're so ready to leave the job that they're going, that they're, that they're in at the moment that they rush into another opportunity. And within three months, they realize that the opportunity that they rushed into, they actually, they hate it. And that's because they didn't take the time on the front end to really articulate what they do now and how that informs what they want to do in the future. So just to re- recap where we are so far, the, the the three things that we've talked about so far to increase your career confidence is to own your story, is to know your value and your values, and to be able to articulate your role and your goals. Now, those three were very internally focused. And this fourth one is about your network. So the fourth way that you can increase your career confidence is to stay connected to your network, both internal and external, internal within your company and out and external outside of your company. And I wanted you to think about three levels of relationships and your network, your peers, and you'll have, you probably will have more of these. There are mentors and then you have sponsors. And I won't go into the specifics of each of those things, but when you think about staying connected to your network. Your network increases your career confidence because your network is full of people who think that you're awesome. 
And if the, if there are people in your network who don't think you're awesome, then you're probably not communicating with those people on with much regularity anyway, right? So when you are talking to people who know what you do, who are telling you how proud they are of the work that you've done and your accomplishments, when you're communicating with people who will help you work through certain challenges, who will help you figure out how to position yourself for the next career move, when you are talking with people who will use their social capital to push you forward for new opportunities, when you're talking to people who will help you think through the day-to-day stuff that you're dealing with, when you're thinking about those people in your network, when you stay connected to those people, they are those people are constantly encouraging you. Those people are, and I say constantly, but depending on the frequency with which you're talking to them, but I remember having a conversation with um, with someone who I consider to be a sponsor and mentor in some ways a, a couple months ago, and she was so we hadn't had this kind of career type of conversation. It probably had been about almost a year, but she was so complimentary of the work that I had been doing and the role that I've been playing and how interested she was in my career growth and success and in continuing to to be invested in the things that I'm interested in. And that meant so much to me. And it's not because, and, and again, that conversation, we had that conversation that was, you know, a couple months ago, but it had been almost a year before we, between the last conversation that we had that was like that. But when you keep touch with people who will tell you, girl, you are, you are fly. Dude, you are really killing it out here. That that is important. And when you hear it from other people, sometimes we don't believe things that, you know, we know about ourselves until somebody reminds us that we do that thing really well. Man, you just sat up there and gave that presentation. That was you 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 did such a great job and you are busy focused on, oh, you know, I missed that one point and no one knows what point you missed because no one else knew your presentation the way that you did. But you hear that, you get that positive reinforcement. It really reminds you that you are excellent. And we, as ambitious people who are goal oriented, we sometimes have to be reminded by other people because we are so hard on ourselves. We, and that is okay, but that's why you have to stay connected to those people. Stay connected to the people who will encourage you. Stay connected to the people who tell you that they're invested in you. Stay connected to the people who will remind you of the places that you have come from and the progress that you have made and who will challenge you to get to that next level. Because that's the other thing. You don't just want to talk to people who are going to help you stay where you are right now. You don't want to just stay in contact with people who are going to pat you on your head and say, oh, you did such a good job. You've come such a mighty long way. And while it might be true that you've come that mighty long way, you also need people who are going to stretch you and who are going to challenge you to push you further. And I can say, shout out to Steven. Steven is one of those people who I communicate with on a regular basis, who is always encouraging me to push me to that next level and gently nudging, challenging some of the ideas that I have, but always pushing me forward. So when you, when you communicate with your internal and your external network of people, to remind you of who you are, to help stretch you, to, to, you know, make you think about the opportunities that you're facing. Those people will help you increase your career confidence. And the fifth thing that we can do that you can do to grow and increase your career confidence is to invest in your development. And when I say invest, I'm talking about time, money, and energy. And this might mean spending time to spending time, I guess, money and energy to read a book, to attend a course, 
to go to a conference, but when you get around a group of like-minded people, when you are diving into material that is going to, that's something that's really interesting to you, or you know, that's going to take you to the next level, whether you're talking about studying for a certification exam or just learning how to, you know, rock with Excel in a new way that, that you've never done before, or to figure out what the latest trends within your industry are, those things are, you're adding more tools to your toolbox. And it is so important that you recognize that you are worth the time, financial, and energy investment. And I'll say that again. You are worth the investment. So many of us, especially people of color, we are so used to doing so much on our own. We are so used to being kind of behind the eight ball because of maybe resources that we lacked at up to certain points in our career. We are so used to the world telling us that we are not worth, that we can't, or we shouldn't, or that's not for us, that we internalize those messages and don't even recognize that we're doing that by the lack of investment in ourselves and in new opportunities because we will justify that it's too expensive or that it's too time consuming or that I don't really need that right now because you know I don't I'm not really trying to to, to move up that far. Why not? Why not? Why not make the investment in yourself? Why not take the opportunity to work with a coach? Why not take the opportunity to learn how to improve your your brand? Why not take the opportunity to learn how to make your LinkedIn as fly as you know a, a top influencer? Right? Those are things that we have to do, and we have to see the value in that because other people are investing in their self. Other career professionals, other people who are making it to the the positions that they want, they didn't get there in isolation. They didn't get there because of their, you know, just everything that exists within them. They got there because they took time to think about what their value is. They took time to recognize what really matters to them and what's a negotiable and non-negotiable point about the type of work that they do. They took time to, to really figure out why they are interested in going in a certain career direction. They took time to to decide that they're going to walk boldly in that big audacious goal that they have for themselves and really be intentional about the way that they drive themselves to that to that new goal. And they took the time to work with different types of people to help them get them get there. And if that means an, an audible subscription, if that means listening to a bunch of podcasts, if that means hiring a career coach, if that means working with someone to really get you to that next level, there are as some as a coach, I have coaches for different things. And I have continued to work with coaches. I have coaches now. I have worked with coaches in the past and I will continue to work with coaches in the future because there is a lot that I have to offer on my own. But when I'm talking about getting to that next level, I can't do it all by myself, nor should I have to, nor should I try to. And so what I want you to think about is think about investing in yourself. I want to just recap the the points that I've that I've gone over today to to really think about how you can increase your career confidence. And the first thing that you can do to increase your career confidence is to own your story. The second thing that you can do to increase your career confidence is to know your value and your values. The third thing that you can do to increase your career confidence is to be able to articulate your role and your goals. The fourth thing 
stay connected to your internal and external network. And last but not least, invest in your development. As I get ready to wrap up, I want to mention the way that you can get the leverageless workbook that I mentioned earlier. If you text TIFF South to 444-999, then you will have the opportunity to download that leverageless workbook. And if you are ready to go a bit further, if you know that it is time for you to make a career change, I want to offer you the opportunity to join the Elevate Your Career Academy cohort, which will be launching in October. I am super excited about this program. It is an eight-week live training program that will leave you with a crystal clear strategy on how to get from your good job right now to your fulfilling career that you desire. There will be group training sessions. There will be office hours. There will be resume and LinkedIn audits. There will be a career strengths assessment that I am so excited to share with you all. So if you are interested, I want you to send an email to Tiffany at fourcornerscoach.com. And that's F-O-U-R cornerscoach.com. Steven, I'm sure will leave a link to my email in the show notes, but I am so excited about being connected with you all today. I'm so excited about Elevate Your Career Academy and I want you to be a part of this cohort. And so if you send me an email, express your interest, then we will have you We will have you there. So thank you again for having me on this episode of Trailblazers. It has been a pleasure. And until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace. Peace.